NPR. This is the Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. I'm Waylon Wong, and this is Indicators of the Week. So for this episode of Indicators of the Week, where we always bring you the most fascinating numbers that really explain what's happening in the economy, we are going to look at the latest in what's happening with the world's top two economies. That's right. Not just the U.S. economy, but also the Chinese economy. Together again. What a pairing. Much like us, Darian. Much like us. Yes. Today, we'll have indicators detailing each country's economic trajectory. We're going to talk about Chipotle and a lot of red ink on those stock market terminals. Watch your ticker tape. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. Discover Babson College's Master of Science in Management in Entrepreneurial Leadership Program, an intensive nine-month journey that equips recent college graduates with practical skills for today's dynamic business landscape. Tackle real-world challenges and emerge with a problem-solving mindset. Whether you choose to start your own business or innovate within a corporation, a master's from Babson will help launch your career forward. Apply today at babson.edu slash msleader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the United States Postal Service. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping services? Then give your business a competitive edge with USPS Ground Advantage. Keep things simple with upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. Turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. Darian, it is Indicators of the Week, our favorite time of the week, and mm-hmm. you are going first. My indicator is a 20% drop. That's how much one of China's leading stock market indices has fallen over the last year. Chinese shares have essentially been steadily shrinking, shrinking, shrinking like a deflating balloon for three years straight. You know, they peaked in those heady times a year into the pandemic. Do you remember those years, Waylon? Oh, yeah. Was that the meme stock era? It was the meme stock era. And yeah, valuations all around the world were going up. But now Chinese publicly listed companies are way down. It's a sign of a loss in confidence in the economic management of the Chinese government. Oof. So if you're an investor, you probably stopped checking your portfolio every day a long time ago. It's just too demoralizing. Yeah. Imagine being a stock market investor and thinking, okay, well, last year was bad, but this will be the year. 2022. Uh, No, it wasn't. Uh, 2023? Also, no. Uh, You know, Chinese shares have gotten off to a rough start this year as well. And of course, since China has the world's number two economy, if they're doing well or if they're not doing well, that spills over to other economies, including ours. Yeah, exactly. And on its own, we don't need to worry about the Chinese stock market to the same extent that we do in the U.S. In China, over the last few years, its stock market has been valued at around 60 or 70 or even 80 percent of a year's worth of economic output there. But in the U.S., its stock market is worth more than double that as a share of U.S. output. And so that means when the U.S. stock market coughs, 
the entire economy might be sick. But that's far less true in China. So I guess the next obvious question is, well, what is the Chinese economy doing? China's GDP, its total output, did expand 5.2% last year. That's primarily driven by services. But even that 5.2% growth was seen as disappointing because it's lower than the supercharged growth of the recent past. I love how 5.2% growth is considered disappointing. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective, really, right? That would be a nice problem to have, huh? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we have talked on the show a lot about the background economic problems that are unfolding in China right now. We have youth unemployment, a property market that's really struggling. Yeah, that's the big one. And then there were all those consumer tech crackdowns for things like antitrust. Yeah, these are all bad for business optimism, both in China and for foreign investors into China. We'll link to those episodes in the show notes so people can listen. Oh, yes. A little weekend listening for everyone. So how would you characterize the government's response to all of this? So far this month, the Chinese government has made a reduction in the amount of reserves that banks have to hold. So this basically means that banks can now hold less cash, which means they can lend more and prop up the economy for now. You know, primarily, there's just been a lot of talking. The Chinese Premier Li Qiang said he was seeking forceful measures. In fact, there are rumors that the government will step in in a big way. Bloomberg reported that a $278 billion package might be in the works. It might even be higher, as much as 5% of the value of the top-listed companies. And that's similar to what happened with China's 2015 stock market crash. You know, I feel like this adds an interesting wrinkle to all of the trade negotiations that are going on between the U.S. and China. Yeah, there really does seem to be an imbalance in economic momentum between the two countries. And that actually brings us to your indicator. That's right. As a contrast to the Chinese economy, we've got the U.S. economy, which appears to be chugging along. Mm. Just this week, we got fresh GDP data showing that the economy grew over 3% annually in the last quarter of 2023. And given the U.S. is already a high-income country, that 3% is actually much better news for the U.S. economy. Yeah, and that 3% number in the U.S. was over what forecasters were expecting. So overall, a good number for the U.S. Pretty healthy growth. Absolutely. And you can credit a solid labor market for a lot of this growth. You know, people are employed, they're spending money. You see that show up in GDP. And that brings me to my indicator, which is 19 thousand. That is the number of additional workers that restaurant chain Chipotle says it plans to hire for its upcoming busy season, which it calls burrito season. Right. And <laughs> Okay. I didn't realize burritos had seasons, but do tell. <laughs> right. And this 19,000 number is actually even more than what Chipotle announced at this time last year. So in 2023, it said it was looking to bring on 15,000 workers and the company did actually hit its goal. All right. Needing more people this year. The burrito economy must be very strong. Yeah. And Chipotle's announcement caught my attention because it reminded me a lot of how companies were talking a couple of years ago. Remember, we kept hearing about the tight labor market Mm. and how that meant that employers had to step up their perks in order to attract job applicants or hang on to the employees they already had. Things like more flexibility to work from home and signing bonuses. Exactly. And in that spirit, Chipotle has some new perks it unveiled this week as well. The company says these are aimed at attracting younger workers because actually over 70% of its employees are Gen Z. They're very caring people. So maybe some uh, muffins for their colleagues. 
Oh, that sounds really nice, actually. <laughs> These would be like muffins with guacamole. That's a millennial twist. <laughs> That's true. Disgusting. The guacamole feels very millennial to me. I bet the Gen Z is what they're going probably more for the queso blanco, right? That's like mm. newer. Yeah. Well, Chipotle says that it'll do a 401k match for employees that make student loan payments. So it's like a boost to workers who are paying down their student loan debt. Hmm. The company also has a new mental health program that includes six free sessions with a licensed counselor. And Chipotle says these kinds of perks speak to the challenges that Gen Zers are facing. I feel like this is a bright spot in labor market news in a week where we've seen a lot of headlines about layoffs in media and tech. You know, I guess if you're a laid off employer of eBay or the LA Times, you're probably not feeling the hot labor market that Chipotle is. Yeah, you know, layoffs are still at historically low levels, but that is probably cold comfort for anyone who has lost a job recently. It's also worth noting that January tends to be a heavy month for layoffs. It's right after the holidays when a lot of companies have staffed up to meet seasonal demand and now they're adjusting again. And it's also when a lot of businesses have closed their fiscal year. And so they're just getting their business to the right size for the year ahead. Okay, well, I hope that more businesses will be in Chipotle's position than some of those tech and media companies. Yeah, it's only January, right? So we'll see where the year goes and maybe more companies will be in a hiring mood than a firing mood. And with the economy growing at such a healthy rate, I mean, it's a good start for the year. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Sina Lafredo. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez and edited by Kate Cannon. The Indicator is a production of NPR. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR.